planting rocks to crush climate change. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. In addition to being the deadliest wildfire in the U.S. in the last century, the disaster on Maui is likely to have a devastating impact on the island's ecosystems. Maui's coral reefs, some of the oldest in Hawaii, could be killed from ash and runoff from the fire. Also, invertebrates that feed on plankton might ingest contaminants, mistaking them for food. The reefs are already stressed from pollution and overfishing, and portions were bleached about eight years ago when water temperatures rose under El Nino conditions. The corals are important not only as fish habitat, but also they break surf that otherwise would cause coastlines to deteriorate. The disaster is bringing attention to historic water disputes on Maui. In the 1880s, before Hawaii was colonized and became a plantation economy based upon sugar and pineapple, water was used for farming and subsistence, but now much is diverted for resorts and development and has transformed the Lahaina area where the fires were most devastating into a desert. In related news, research shows that those who live in areas with wildfire smoke have an increased risk of developing dementia. A new study examined different sources of contaminants, including from traffic and coal combustion. They found that small particles, not only from wildfires, but also from agriculture, are more damaging to the brain than others. The study looked at tiny inhalable particles 30 times smaller than the width of a human hair. Wildfire smoke includes burnt structures such as gas stations and homes and has already been known to worsen lung conditions like asthma and COPD and can increase risk of heart attack and stroke. It can also cause inflammation in the liver, kidneys, and other organs, in addition to the new evidence of its effects on the brain. One of the researchers told CNN that they were surprised when agriculture and wildfires stood out. She noted that it makes a lot of sense, given they were looking at impacts on the brain. Agriculture, for example, uses pesticides, some of which are neurotoxins. The exact way particle pollution leads to dementia hasn't been determined but some theories suggest it gets into the brain through the nose and causes neuron cells to die. And it's also a possibility that the small particles modify proteins that act on the brain. As of Saturday, August 19th, nearly 100 fires were burning in 15 states, and in British Columbia alone, almost 400 blazes are raging in the worst wildfire season on record in Canada. Smoke contaminants can travel far from where a fire originates, affecting many with polluted air. The aloe vera plant has been used for centuries to moisturize skin, improve gut health, and heal wounds. But while the plant's sap is in high demand for its health and beauty properties, the rinds are tossed out as agricultural waste, which if left to rot, release methane and contribute to the climate crisis. But aloe trash could soon be treasure. According to new research, the plant's peels are a natural pesticide. The discovery came after researchers from the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley visited a local aloe nursery and noticed that insects were attacking leaves of other plants but leaving aloe alone. They took the rinds back to the lab and discovered they contained at least six bioactive compounds that have insecticidal properties that could be used in agriculture. The team says the aloe-derived pesticides could help farmers in areas where insects are a major threat, such as in regions of Africa and parts of India, to improve food security. 
Also, being able to recycle the peels would create a revenue stream for aloe vera growers. And finally, to avoid climate catastrophe, we need not only to reduce emissions ASAP, but also, as most experts agree, to remove carbon already in the atmosphere. One way to get there is by planting more trees, but according to new research, we should also be planting rocks. Volcanic rock, to be precise. Researchers from Yale University recently modeled how adding crushed basalt a rock that forms as lava cools, to croplands could help farms store significant amounts of carbon through a process called enhanced rock weathering. When rain falls, it absorbs CO2 in the atmosphere and becomes more acidic. That acid rain then reacts with rocks on the ground and is converted to carbonates that sequester the carbon. Normally, this natural geologic weathering happens slowly. But research has found that by using volcanic rock dust, it can be accelerated. How much? The authors estimated that if the basalt bits were spread across all of the world's croplands for the rest of the century, 215 billion tons of carbon dioxide could be removed, keeping climate goals within reach. What's more, the carbonates improve soil health and... As they make their way into waterways and eventually to the sea, they can reduce ocean acidification. Ironically, the team says the hotter it gets, the better the enhanced rock weathering works, whereas other methods, such as storing carbon in soils, become less effective with continued warming. The authors say that farmers already apply tons of limestone to fields to increase productivity, so they could potentially switch to less expensive lava dust and help the planet rock on. That's it for this week in water. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.